Hey guys, welcome to the She Shed. I'm Jody Avery. I am your host for this somewhat educational podcast. This week's episode is about intuitive eating. And so two things. Number one, this is probably going to be a little bit longer uh, than my typical episode. I'm hoping to keep this under the 45 minute mark. And secondly, if you are here and you don't know who I am or why I think I have authority to talk about intuitive eating and ditching diet culture, then I will tell you. I am a fitness professional with 17 years in the industry. I have many years of hands-on experience, but also hold multiple certifications, including but not limited to certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, yoga instructor, wellness coach, among other things. And so intuitive eating was one of the topics that I, I asked and people voted for. And I had a pretty even response between intuitive eating and gut health. So I probably will do a good um, gut health one at another time. I also think that I still owe an episode on our move out from the city to the country. So maybe I'll give you guys that one next week and then we'll do a gut health uh, at a later date. So intuitive eating 101, if you could lose weight without ever dieting, would you want that? And I think everybody's answer is probably yes. Um, I help overwhelmed and exhausted people, typically women, reclaim their health and their sanity. And I have several programs that I have written to help women with their overall health goals. And a lot of times, yes, weight loss is part of that goal. The thing is, is that there's a lot of restrictive eating and a lot of restrictive diets that are super unhealthy, basically. Um, I had a conversation with someone this weekend who was talking about working on her protein intake, and this is not a client of mine, just, just to be clear. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, like how many protein grams of protein you're eating a day? She gave me a number, and I was like, that's pretty good. Um, she said, yeah, I'm reverse dieting, and I kind of paused and waited for her to continue. She said, I I was eating 800 calories a day and I was like, I'm certain that I did not have a poker face. I'm certain that like the horror that I felt in my heart translated to my expression. And I immediately was like clutching my pearls, but um, she's like, I'm, I'm eating 1500 calories a day now. And I was like, that sounds way more realistic. Um, and then I just said, hey, I was like, this is my area of expertise, which is why I made a face that was like, it hurts my heart to hear you say you were eating 800 calories a day because that's so restrictive. That's unhealthy in, in a lot of ways. And so um, I was like, that's actually perfect. And I said, you know, I'm really into um, trying to teach people about intuitive eating. I love that you're, you know, you're resetting, trying to relearn how to eat um, and really truly fuel your body. So uh, I believe that dieting is bad for the soul and certainly bad for the body. Restrictive eating hurts. It hurts mentally. It is a struggle. Physically, it is a challenge. And dieting harms the body's uh, overall ability to just function. So the reason you see terms like health at every size and anti-diet is because of how harmful dieting is for your body and your mind. People under the misconception 
that the smaller your body, the healthier it is, and the larger your body, the unhealthier it is, are, could not be further from the truth. Like, that is not true. Health at every size doesn't mean that somebody who is clearly unhealthy and weighs, you know, like my 600 pound life, I think we can all agree that is not a great example of health at every size. But so neither are the super skinny models that you see on the runway because that is not healthy. Those women have talked about what they do and how they eat and what they don't eat and how they are expected to perform their jobs and how they're expected to stay within a certain um, weight bracket, which is an extremely unhealthy low one. So just understand that health at every size uh, is talking about the fact that 130 pounds is not the right weight for every person on the planet. Dieting can be much more harmful to your body and your overall health than if you stayed at the weight you were before you started the yo-yo diet patterns. And if you're of a certain age, you certainly remember all of the stupid diets of the 80s and 90s, and a lot of them were branded, and a lot of them were backed by some random celebrity, um, but they're not sustainable. And that's what yo-yo dieting is. You're literally like eating really restrictively, and then you're not. And so you're going back and forth, and oftentimes it's a restrict and binge cycle that messes with your body's ability to function healthily. So if you could just imagine never dieting again, because many diets can lead to weight gain. Believe it or not, switching from diet to diet year after year can cause you to gain weight instead of losing it. And many people find they gain even more weight than when they started due to the changes in metabolism and digestion caused by restricting. And I'm talking specifically to any person who tells you to eat less than 1400 calories a day, women and men, more than that for you. I, it, uh, I can't, I can't, I'm just like rubbing my hands down my face because I do not want to specifically call out any brands, especially current popular branded weight loss programs ran by so-called health coaches who are starving people and teaching them nothing about how to live a healthy life that is sustainable. Because if you hire somebody, God forbid you send money to somebody who tells you to eat a thousand calories a day and not exercise, I just, please run. Turn, run away, whatever money you've already spent, count it an expensive lesson and get the heck away from those people. Food should be a source of joy and nourishment and not associated with stress, restriction, and dieting. Can you just stop and think, when was the last time <laughs> you did not feel stressed about what you're going to eat, what you're going to feed your family, what you're going to do to get your vegetables and to not eat cake because it's a birthday party and you know you shouldn't be eating cake. And that's not true, by the way. The saddest thing I hear is when somebody doesn't eat cake at their own child's birthday party. That makes me sad. But food should be a source of joy and nourishment and not associated with stress, restriction, and dieting. Do you hear this? Restriction, stress, dieting, do you feel those things when you think about food and you think about the next meal that you're supposed to eat or that you're going to eat? Do you feel stress? Do you feel restricted? 
So mastering weight loss without dieting sounds like nonsense, right? You're like, what am I supposed to do? Dieting here is talking about restrictive eating. So we have to let go of the rules. Start honoring your hunger, trusting your body, and eating to fuel and nourish your body. And instead of focusing on restriction, and you've heard this from me before, focus on the 80-20 rule. 80-20. 80-20. 80 80% of the time you are nourishing your body, 20% of the time you are indulging in the things that you like to eat that are maybe not daily foods. So indulgent foods, maybe something like a really giant pasta dinner with dessert and wine to celebrate your anniversary. Or it could just be something like having a few cookies after dinner. The idea is that you're not constantly tallying up what you've eaten and what you've not eaten and how it is going you know, for your body. I mean, if you're a diabetic, if there's medical necessity, I'm not talking about that. I am talking about people who are spending their time and their energy and their emotions on what goes in their body and it's become a stressful, like a source of like unhappiness. If we could stop stressing about calories and fats to think about how much time we spend thinking about food, researching diets, trying to plan your life around healthy meals, and the stress that comes from the fear of hunger, binge and restrict cycles and an obsession with how you look. Am I hitting like all of the boxes here? We have to make peace with food. Food is not inherently good or bad. Food is either nourishing. So for instance, think of a green leafy salad. It's going to have lots of vitamins and nutrients. It's going to have fiber. It's going to nourish your body by providing a nutrient dense meal. Okay. A cupcake is not nutrient dense, right? It's going to have a lot of calories, but you're not going to get a lot of nutritional value from it. And that's okay. You just have to understand the difference between the nutritional value of food, so nourishing your body, nutritional value, and indulgent foods. Maybe their nutritional value is a little lower or maybe non-existent, but we can still enjoy them. A great like example here is like if you were to eat 300 calories worth of ice cream versus 300 calories worth of chicken breast, you're going to get more nutritionally from that chicken breast than you are from the ice cream, but neither of them are neither good nor bad. We just understand that the chicken will do more for your body long term in a healthy way than the ice cream would. So making peace with food, gentle nutrition is about making peace with food, keeping your thoughts neutral rather than categorizing things as good or bad. An indulgent food's not bad, something to feel guilty about or a craving that needs to be avoided. No food or ingredient is bad for you as far as like makes you a bad person or puts you in a bad, like there's things that you should not be eating because they're like, like unhealthy, like the, um, what did I see on the Clarence section at the store this week? It was like flaming Hot Cheetos Mac and Cheese. I think we can all agree that that has some ingredients in it that are bad for you. Some colors, <laughs> some red dye 40 
or something like that. Um, an indulgent food isn't bad though. It's not something to feel guilty about um, or a craving that needs to be avoided. And I love the example of you really, really, really want a snickerdoodle cookie and you're, you have some at the house. But you're like, I'm not going to eat this cookie. I'm going to have some carrots and hummus instead. And then you're still wanting that cookie. So you're like, oh, I'm going to, okay, maybe I'll have some like Greek yogurt with some berries. And you're still craving that cookie. And so you continue to eat things in, in an effort to curb that, that craving. But did you know that at this point you've eaten more calories <laughs> trying to avoid that cookie than it would have been just to eat the cookie? There is nothing to fear. Challenge your perceptions and empower yourself with information. If you're generally a healthy eater, it's okay to enjoy something when you feel like eating without shame or regret. And that's the part too, like, I was bad this weekend. I was on vacation. I was bad this weekend. I had a girls' night and we had wine and pizza. You were not bad this weekend. You were bad this weekend if you robbed a bank or you kicked a puppy. Then you were bad this weekend. That is not bad for you. Fat is fuel for healthy brains and too little may impact memory, brain development, brain function, and sleep cycles. Fat is metabolically active. So too much can upset your hormone balance. But typically, if you grew up in the 90s, low fat was like a really big deal. We did low fat everything, but they added a ton of sugar in it to make it taste good. So therein lies the sugar addiction that we all have as adults. Um, carbohydrates are the main energy source for your body and your freaking brain. Your brain. Complex carbs help maintain balanced blood sugar. Simple carbs can provide quick energy and a big blood sugar dip after the energy is used. So that's what we kind of call that sugar crash. The more that you know. Protein. Protein provides the building blocks for all cells, tissues, and muscles. But excess protein gets stored as fat. And too little protein can impact energy and mood. Guess what? You're probably not eating too much protein. I feel pretty freaking confident that you're not eating too much protein. Fiber is filling. It adds bulk to your stool and supports your microflora. Too much fiber, of course, can cause bloating and difficulty pooping, but too little fiber can also cause constipation. Fiber helps mop up the excess spent hormones as well as toxins in the bulk stool so everything can be pooped out. So fiber is your friend. You know, if you've eaten too much fiber, um, that, you know, that can cause some bloating and discomfort and gas and things like that. But if you're not eating enough fiber, you can just be constipated. And that's also incredibly miserable. You've got to listen to your body. Step two, listen to your body. Number one, make peace with food. Step two, listen to your body. When you begin eating more intuitively, you may need to be more mindful of hunger and your cues of being satisfied or full. What does it feel like to be hungry? How does that differ from thirst? How does it feel to be 80% full? And at what point do you feel comfortably full or satisfied? And not like Jim Gaffigan says, I don't stop eating when I'm full. I stop eating when I hate myself. It's a joke, right? He's a stand-up comic. But however, can you find that kind of point where you're like, okay, I'm full. I'm not hungry anymore. It's okay that there's food left on my plate. Um, but I'm not, I don't feel miserable. The act of eating in and of itself can be nourishing or stressful. If we eat slowly, eat with people that we enjoy, chew our food, um, and enjoy your meal, like the look of it, take your pictures, enjoy the smells of your meal, savor not only the taste but the texture of your food. There's so much rush around 
Think about if you sat down at a restaurant where you're paying like $150 a plate, okay? If you're eating a $150 meal, are you going to shovel it in like somebody is timing you or like you're in prison and if you don't eat it, someone's going to take it off your plate? No. You're going to enjoy every bite of that $150 meal. And there's a good chance that the portions of that $150 meal are probably appropriate portions because restaurants like that expensive do not, <laughs> they don't give you too much food. It's not Cheesecake Factory, right? So they're going to give you a possibly a more normal amount of food. So you're going to finish that food. You're going to feel full. You're going to be happy and you're going to have enjoyed every bite, right? So why can't we slow down and eat the foods that we prepare with a little bit more appreciation? So enjoying your meal, savor the taste, the texture, the smells. Enjoy the process like you're eating a $150 meal when you sit down and have dinner with your family. And then another option, step number three, would be nourishing without food. A lot of times we eat for comfort or because we're bored. And it's okay if you've had a bad day to like want to have a little extra treat at the end of the day. And, and I'm not going to call that emotional eating. We're not even going to touch the concept of emotional eating here because it's a whole other whole other lesson and a whole other thing to kind of unpack. But you might be bored, right? What am I hungry for? Am I, do I need connection? Do I need comfort? Do I need some self-care? Do I need to do something happy for myself um, that isn't food related? You may have a need to fill emptiness or a desire for sweetness or adventure or spice in your life. So, you know, giving yourself self-care in ways that aren't necessarily food related. Then we've got step four, respect your body. Dieting and weight loss are usually tied together. Intuitive eating may or may not result in weight loss, but it should result in balance. What if, what if the body you had when you were 25 is not the body you're supposed to have when you're 45? What if the body you had when you were 20 is not the body that you're going to have when you're 40? Balanced, healthy, health at every size is going to mean for a lot of us, women especially, that 120 pounds that we were in college is not realistic, nor would it be healthy for you to weigh that much. And so as our body composition changes over the years, yes, we have children, our hips change, our body things, you know, we maybe carry weight in different places, but you have to respect your body. Weight loss is for you and about you and nobody else. Um, challenge your ideas about society's ideal body and decide what's realistic and healthy for you. If your motivation is to fit someone else's idea of how you should look, then your heart's not going to be in it. And honestly, you're motivated for the wrong reasons. So again, health at every size means that you can weigh 180 pounds. You can weigh 200 pounds. You can weigh 110 pounds. And all of those things can be perfectly healthy for your body. Obviously, you know I'm not going to leave this one out. Solution number five is to move. Movement prevents stagnation. Keep your life fluid. Enjoy the freedom that comes with less rigid thinking and fewer rules. 
Move your body in ways you enjoy. Do it for fun and for health. The best exercise to do is what exercise? The one that you're going to do. So if you like yoga, do yoga. If you like to ride a bike, ride a bike. If you like to run on a treadmill, bless your heart, go for it. <laughs> Move your mind and challenge your perceptions. Learn, explore, and experience other ways to nourish yourself. So removing processed foods and common allergens can help. Something about intuitive eating um, that we can do would be to start kind of pulling things out that we know are not the best for us. So things like processed foods and, and, and typical like common allergens being pulled from your diet can reduce systemic inflammation. I love to share the story of my friend who was really struggling to lose weight and we sat down and talked and we looked at everything she was doing and eating and I finally was like, I think you just need to go to the doctor, get some blood work, have your hormones checked. She did, uh, she did do that. She had started a new job, so she was waiting for the 90-day mark when her benefits kicked in. And she had blood work done. She had her hormones checked. She had allergy tests done. And they gave her a very small list. It wasn't like a super huge, I want to say less than like maybe seven or eight items. They were like, hey, you shouldn't be eating these things. And they weren't in and of themselves unhealthy things. Like one of them was, I think, almond flour. Like almonds. Like almonds, you don't see them as being bad. But for her, they were inflammatory. And so when she took those things out of her diet and started eating around those things, she lost a lot of weight pretty quickly. And not like in an unhealthy way, but like all of the inflammation left her body. And she had lost about 30 pounds in a couple of months, which sounds kind of shocking. But a lot of that you have to understand was just inflammation leaving the body. Swelling, bloating, water, your body holding on to those things. Um, and so taking those inflammatory foods out of your diet can really help. It'll balance your blood sugar, calm your cravings, ease your belly bloat, improve digestion, and support healthy microflora balance, which is your gut health microbiome. Combining um, removing processed foods and common allergens from your, your diet Combining that with intuitive eating can give you a sense of freedom and your body will naturally balance itself out. So here's something you could do. If you start with eating fresh whole foods, avoiding anything processed like things from a packet or a bottle, and essentially anything with an ingredient list, you should be eating the ingredients, right? So maybe for a week, try to avoid as much as possible sugar, Alcohol, refined pastas, dairy, soy, flour that isn't whole grain, additives and preservatives like MSG, artificial sweeteners and colors and flavors, and, um, you know, oils used for deep frying. So sugar, alcohol, refined pastas, dairy, soy, flour that isn't whole grain, additives and preservatives like MSG, artificial sweeteners and colors and flavors, and vegetable oils and oils used for deep frying. Taking those things out of your diet can really help. Try it for a week. Focus on healthy foods mostly. See how it feels to go without a meal plan and try cooking without recipes. Give yourself some intuitive, like an intuitive cleanse. Basically like, I feel like I should eat more vegetables and then eat the vegetables that you feel like eating. Um, change up how you eat. You know, try new recipes. Try cooking without recipes. 
what sounds good. And trust your intuition. When you're hungry, eat. When you're thirsty, drink. And when you're stuck, move. Look for opportunities to nourish your needs and desires without food. Journaling is also really important and helpful. Part of the process of intuitive eating and natural weight balancing is tapping in to yourself. Writing down, this is one thing I encouraged, um, writing down how you feel like after you eat certain foods. Like, does it make you tired? Does it make you feel energized? Does it, your tummy, does you feel gassy? Do you feel full? Do you still feel hungry? Do you feel uh, irritated? Like, there's a thing, There, there's like, you really have to stop and think about how I'm eating. Like, we have this really busy point where we were trying to move, constantly driving back and forth last uh, summer and the summer before that, like 2021. Um, and we were just driving back and forth a lot between our new property and our home in the city. And we were eating on the go a lot. And we were starting to notice that by eating food, even though it was not the worst fast food, but like we got in the habit of like eating um, quick stuff on the way and that we would feel like crap. We were tired. We were unhappy. We were grumpy and they did not energize us. And so paying attention to how you feel after you eat is really important. And then self care for deeper nourishment, work on ways to rebuild your relationship with yourself um, focus on gratitude, start a great daily gratitude journal. It might sound corny, but keeping a daily gratitude journal, um, of three things you're grateful for about your body can make a difference. Work through anxiety or stress you have in your relationship with food. Schedule more me time um, and make a commitment to give up dieting because dieting does not work. It doesn't work. If it's restrictive, if it is stressful, if it is super low calorie, if it is making you unhappy, then my friend, it is not sustainable. Because ditching dieting for good is exactly what I have done. I sometimes think people assume that I eat a certain way because I am a fitness professional. And in reality, I had ice cream and a cupcake yesterday. <laughs> um, that's not common, but we bought some cupcakes from the Magnolia Silo Bakery, or I did when I was um, in Waco on my retreat. Brought them home to the family, and yeah, we totally had cupcakes. But then my son had asked before we left, I left uh, for the weekend if we could have a milkshake date on Sunday. Well, a milkshake date really was just like, could we go get ice cream? Um, because my kids got these Easter uh, for in their Easter eggs in their Easter baskets. They were st I stuffed the eggs with these little wooden tokens, and they were like experiences or things like you know a milkshake date or pick a movie or you pick dinner or get out of a chore. And so he'd asked me before I left if we could do the milkshake date one on Sunday. So like Sunday, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we'll do, we'll do our milkshake date. And we can also have some time that we're like, you know, eating healthy this weekend too, because that's also important. So yesterday evening, my younger son was like, I'm kind of tired. I have a little bit of a headache. And we're always like, well, have you eaten and have you drank any water? And he was like, honestly, he was like, I think I need some vegetables. <laughs> because I said, yeah, you probably didn't eat a lot of vegetables this weekend while I was gone. I know they had um, kind of fended for themselves, even though there was definitely like things they could have eaten in the fridge, like strawberries and uh, 
other healthy choices, simple, simple things to have. I don't know that they necessarily uh, nourished their bodies this weekend. So, you know, I just was like, hey, let's, let's double up on your fruits and veggie capsules or your gummies and um, we'll just focus on eating more veggies now that mommy's back home and took, I was gone Thursday afternoon to Saturday afternoon. So 48 hours of probably no veggies, except for probably his juice plus gummies. If maybe he remembered my older son does better with remembering to take his. Um, but anyway, so the intuitive eating that I do is truly that if I am hungry for something, I will eat it. But I have also gotten to the point where I enjoy eating healthy foods. So like, stir fry for dinner is not like everybody in my family can eat the vegetables and the protein and we're happy. We do not keep junk in our house and that is a huge, that is a huge thing. Do you realize, I will, I've, <laughs> do you realize if you don't have it at your house, you can't eat it? And like, here's my, here's my dirty little secret. Not really, but, um, I don't keep sodas in my house because you're like, well, duh, like the obviously Jody, I don't think that you keep sodas in your house, but a real huge factor in why I don't keep sodas in my house is because I will drink one every day. If given the opportunity, I would drink a Coke every day. If it was ice cold in my fridge, I would do it. I would open up a can of Coke every day at lunch. I promise you. So they're not in my house for that very reason. We don't buy big boxes of things. We don't buy, um, family packages of candy or a, uh, you know, cookies or that type of thing. Um, so we just don't have them in our house. That's a huge, that's a huge win. That's a huge step in the right direction. So if you're buying stuff and you have it in your house, stop doing that. But as far as intuitive eating goes, like if I wake up and I want to have eggs, then I'll have eggs. But if I wake up and I want to have Cinnamon raisin toast. I'm going to have cinnamon raisin toast. It's not about like, I have to eat a certain way every meal. It's that I am generally eating with the 80-20 rule. And I get my fruits and veggies in. And I do bridge the gap by taking my juice plus fruit and veggie capsules. Um, so I know that I'm getting extra nourishment of those kind of just, it's just dried fruits and vegetables in a capsule. You can crack it open and mix it in with your smoothie if you want. Um, if you don't like to take pills, they have gummies. But anyway... Like, I know I'm bridging the gap with that, but I'm also eating well, eating, nourishing my body 80% of the time. Like, it's pretty straightforward. So, like, a normal eating day for me, like, I know we're having, I mentioned stir-fry. Like, I know we're making stir-fry for dinner tonight. I am, no lie, I'm going to have an egg sandwich for lunch because, oh my gosh, we have so many eggs at our house. <laughs> so, of course, I'm going to eat eggs. And then, you know, for a snack, I may have a protein bar or I may have some strawberries but I might not have something as healthy because that's not what I'm craving so you have to learn to trust your body and like if you have a relationship where you're in a binge cycle you know there's a little bit more to unpack there emotionally and a little bit more to reset with healthy eating before you can just start diving in but if you normally can sit down and just have two cookies and you're good, then just have two cookies. Don't be like, well, I can't have cookies. I can't have cookies. I can't have cookies. Because then when you do, like, oh, it's a cheat meal. I hate that word. I hate that phrase. 
I'm gonna have a cheat meal. You're gonna sit down and you're gonna eat 12 cookies and you're gonna feel gross because if I ate 12 cookies, I probably would have a tummy ache. And, not, and, and you're gonna be like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten 12 cookies. Oh my God, why do I eat 12 cookies? If you'd just eaten two cookies on Tuesday, you probably wouldn't have eaten 12 cookies on Saturday. I'm just saying. Learning to trust your body, like when you're hungry, eat. When you're not hungry, don't. Like, don't force yourself to eat. If you're constantly craving pizza though, I mean, yeah, you may have to do some resetting. <laughs> Try that gentle seven day, no sugar, no alcohol, no processed foods. See how you feel, do some journaling. So if intuitive eating is something that feels like a complete, like foreign language to you and you absolutely have no idea how you could start doing something like this and you want some help and some support in that, I got you. I do this. I don't just talk about it. I don't just be like, you should in eat intuitively. Good luck. If you need help and support and you like want to know more about getting help from me and how I provide that service to my clients, how I provide that education and that support and that accountability, then you got to reach out to me. You got to let me know because I would love to help you with that. I would love to teach you more about eating well and nourishing your body without feeling guilty because nobody wants to feel shame and stress over their eating like nobody does like it's a terrible feeling i grew up in the southern baptist church and i felt guilty plenty during my formative years so i'm not going to feel guilty as an adult <laughs> i didn't feel guilty about what i ate i probably felt guilty about a lot of other things though um so if you are needing some help and some support with your intuitive eating or you've got questions, please reach out to me. I would love to hear from you and I would love to connect with you on social media. So find me, that Fit Chick Jody on Instagram. I am also on Facebook, Jody Avery, A-V-A-R-Y. And of course, you can find my business page, that Fit Chick Jody on Facebook, my Facebook um has some links to my website. My website is thatfitchickjody.com. I feel like you probably can see that there is a pattern here. So J-O-D-I-E, of course, is how you spell my first name. And I would love to connect with you. I would love to chat with you about intuitive eating or your favorite type of cupcakes or what you think is gonna happen on the next season of Bridgerton. Till then, have a great, absolutely wonderful week. And I will talk to you again soon. Bye.